It's Super Bowl week, but even in college football, the news never stops. And this is true for the Pitt Panthers. We discuss new commitments, the schedule release, and we pay tribute to a Panthers legend. That and more on this week's How to Pit podcast. finishing it in these final 30 minutes? Well, you know, it happened in in West Virginia where we knocked off number two. It happened in South Carolina, and it's happening in Pittsburgh today. Our guys had a lot of guts tonight. We're just going to keep getting better. I mean, it's just, that's what it is. One hell of a game that you will never, ever forget. We shocked the world! Hail to Pitt. Hail to Pitt! This is the week of February 1st. And this is the Hail to Pit Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Vince. And I'm Pam. And now everyone can stretch out and relax a little bit, plan their 2020 fall activities. We took a little week hiatus. And man, we got a little a little show to put together here. Some news, some notes, some crouton, some hooping to talk about going down with the Pit Panthers and mass confusion. From Coach K facing the Pitt Panthers. Going to have a lot of fun on this show. And we got schedules to talk about. Let's get right to it. At H2P Show on Twitter if you want to follow us on social media. And email us. Hail the number two Pitt Podcast at gmail.com. Pam, I don't know where to begin. The schedule coming out is really exciting, but then seeing Coach K and that and go nuts on his own people because he loves Jeff Capel so much, it was very memorable for me. It was my favorite thing so far in 2020. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I don't know oh. if it's my favorite thing, but I do love coaches' loyalties to their players even when they're coaching against it. Lifelong learning. He's one of us. He's one of us. I mean, that is like, I want that shirt. We got to get that shirt in the pit script, Vince, that says he's one of us now. Yeah, that's that's, that's a not idea. a bad idea. I, if there's some smart kid on Duke's campus, they have any of those. They're they're definitely printing that shirt right now. Someone call Jimmy Dan Yenzers. I need to get me a he's one of us t-shirt. Uh, Pitt did lose to the Duke Blue Devils, unfortunately. We'll get into some hoops and uh, we will uh, get into some crouton. But first, let us tell you that we are brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com to get your own podcast started today, just like we did. And we get to talk pit each and every single week because of Pretty Easy Podcasts. So thank you to them. Thank you to all of you for subscribing on Apple Podcasts and or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're everywhere. A pit fan needs us. We're there. And we're happy to do this week's show back after a week off. Unfortunately, we have to start with some sad news. Uh, Pitt legend Chris Dolman, uh, NFL defensive lineman, uh, uh, a monster at Pitt. I mean, just a a sack master. One of the all-time greats, unfortunately, passed away at the age of 58. And, I mean, we're talking about one of the players we grew up watching, Vince. In the 90s, I, I remember... This guy was, I mean, a beast for the Minnesota Vikings, one of the best players in his decade, Hall of Famer, and of course, a Pitt Panther great. Yeah, just a, an absolute shame using, losing Chris Dolman uh, you know, far too young. Uh, as we, you said, Alan, played from 
from Pitt from 1981 to 1984. Uh, finished his career at Pitt with 25 sacks. That still ranks sixth all time. Uh, and drafted uh, number four overall to the Minnesota Vikings. Finished his NFL career with 150 and a half sacks. That's good for fifth all time on the all time sacks list. Eight Pro Bowls. Uh, made the the all 1990s all decade team and was a, uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame, Pro Football Hall of Fame in two, 2012. Uh, this guy you know did it all in in his pro career and was a just a tremendous player at Pitt. Uh, just a, another in a long time list of, of great uh, Pitt Panthers that uh, really made it to the highest level with the pros. And it's just a shame that uh, uh, he, he passed away so young. It's just a great ambassador to the university. Oh, for sure. And and the and the great thing about Chris Dolman is that he did play in the 1990s. So what was cool this week with him passing away, at least for me, I mean, I remember watching like great defensive linemen in the 90s when I grew up first watching football where you knew John Randall, you knew Chris Dolman and a handful of other guys. And, and so I was on YouTube looking at old Chris Doman highlights, watching him just terrorize quarterbacks in the NFL at Pitt. And uh, I highly recommend if you're a Pitt Panther fanatic and you want to uh, maybe pay tribute to, to one of the legends, I would say take the time, maybe five, ten minutes, and just have some fun on YouTube. That's what I did. I, I'm, I'm sure that the team and the university will have a great tribute to him uh, during the season. But, yes, unfortunately, Chris Doman passes away at the age of, of 58 so we will always remember him here at the university of pittsburgh where you know defensive linemen we may might we maybe take him for granted pam uh since we get so many great ones but uh I, I mean for aaron donald is yet to reach chris dolman status i'll tell you that he's on his way though yeah and uh dolman had a fairly long career as well um, and really represented Pitt. You saw the outpouring of support for him on uh, social media as well. Rest in peace, Pitt great Chris Dolman. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a sad way to start the show, but uh, we do have a lot to get into and we will start with football uh, because it is Cruton season, Vince, and Pat Narduzzi has been very busy tweeting and taking pictures with young recruits yeah we're going to be getting into that uh as, as we get closer to this uh uh signing day of 2020 which will be the first wednesday in february next week uh so we will certainly have uh, uh some more to talk about if Pitt adds any commitments uh to their class we'll certainly be talking about that but uh a lot of action that's taken a place over the past week, uh, uh, several weeks. This new year has been on that 2021 class. Uh, a you know, Pitt held a junior day uh, again, uh, highlighted by that the basketball victory over North Carolina, and a lot, a whole lot of juniors, a whole lot of class of 2021 players were there. And one guy who who made a, a commitment is a safety, Javon McIntyre. Uh, this guy is a 6'1", 180-pound uh, safety prospect, defensive back prospect, three stars, uh, considered a top 20 player in the state of Pennsylvania by Rivals.com. And 
this guy had a lot of big-time offers, I think. Penn State, Boston College, Iowa State, Maryland, Michigan State, Tennessee, Virginia Tech, West Virginia. And what I think is most important about this, Pam, is not that they're just getting a good player, but they're getting a player from Emotep Charter High School out in Philadelphia. This has been a a school that has been putting out a lot of big-time, high-caliber Division I talent, and this is huge to open that pipeline out there. Yes, I felt they don't. Pitt hasn't typically under Narduzzi recruited out in Philadelphia, or at least successfully. You don't have right. see too many yeah. kids. So even just opening up the Philadelphia pipeline as well, and Emotep Charter um, in the city is one of the those top schools, always producing talent, like you said, but always good to tap into a semi-local market. I mean, it's only four and a half, five hours on the turnpike, yeah. and being able to get into different schools in the Philadelphia area will only increase the the talent pool here in the state as well. Yeah, and on that junior day, uh, Imitep Charter brought out a whole truckload of of fine athletes. There's, Uh, what, six or seven kids? Yeah, yeah, they had a lot of kids out there. Um, I don't know how many of them Pitt has offered, but uh, hopefully we could get our hands on some of those players. I mean, they've produced a lot of good guys. You know, Coach Wanstead was able to recruit Eastern Pennsylvania and, and New Jersey uh, fairly well, uh, and that's you know with all the coaching changes that kind of got lost. Uh, but you know if, if Coach Narduzzi well, can get out there, I think that would be huge. Early under early in Narduzzi's tenure, they were they still get to North Jersey and recruit there a little bit. Yeah, I sure. mean they've had some commitments, but not not really the Philadelphia market at all. I like this because he's striking while the iron's kind of hot in that region. You have coaching changes at Rutgers and Boston College, two universities that attack that area a little bit. You mentioned Boston College, and they're throwing an offer at here at McIntyre, Vince. So Pat Arduzzi, strategic in that regard, I think. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, he's going to try to go out there and get the best players, the best fit for his football team. I don't think it matters. uh, He cares about who offered them or where they're from. Uh, but you know, certainly, if you're getting guys that your competition wants and yeah. uh, that are that are good players, especially ones that are close to home, like you said, Pam, you know that is, I think that's just huge, not just for for this player, but for the future as well. Now, is this wait real quick? Is this the guy that Narduzzi took the picture with that everybody was like taking magnifying glasses to because they saw another name on a on a piece of paper in the picture? No, that is not. But we and. Uh, but we will talk about that here. Uh, I, I'll, I'll address that. Um, and, and Pam, I know you're not going to like this because this is addressing rumors and things that we don't know if are, are true or not. Uh, but there was a picture uh, on uh, that was put on social media of a preferred walk-on uh, with uh, Coach Narduzzi and Coach in Coach's office. And as we all know, the coach has this tradition where he has this football for each class, and anybody who commits signs this football kind of saying that, you know, they are, they are there, you know, they are going to stick with this program uh, up until the signing day and beyond. And currently Pitt has had three commitments for this 2021 class, including Javon McIntyre that we just talked about, but there was a fourth name, a fourth man was on this football and it was none other than Elliot Donald, who is uh, Aaron Donald's nephew, uh, this kid is somebody who everybody in the country is after. Four stars, 
ranked the number 78th overall prospect, regardless of position, by Rivals.com. He's been offered by LSU, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, Notre Dame, Texas A&M, Michigan State, WVU, Mississippi State, Wisconsin. I'm sure there's going to be more offers to come. Everybody is after this kid out of Central Catholic, 6'3", 255 pounds, interior defensive lineman. Um, so if Pitt does indeed land a commitment from this, this is, this is a major, major recruit that Pitt has to get in their backyard, and I really hope that they do get it. Yeah, so right now it's all speculation, but one thing I know a lot of Panthers fans like to see with recruits is who else offered them. Are there max schools being offered them, and we're the only Power 5 school? But this, Elliot Donald has an impressive offer sheet in front of him. I mean, and even Javon McIntyre did as well with uh, some some big-time programs on there, but pure speculation and yep. i'm not going to comment on it any further yeah, i don't I, like to live in the rumor zone here. oh you don't i do i do i'll comment <laughs> of course he's coming to pit his his uncle his uncle's name is on a building now he donated all that money and and so you i mean come on this is a, a no-brainer and if he doesn't i mean i'd be a really upset uncle if i was aaron donald i mean would you want to disappoint your uncle aaron that way i would i mean <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah, there'll be a there'll be more than just that. There'll be a lot of very upset Pitt fans if they do not land this kid. Uh, you know, you know he there is a a coming for a very high pedigree here. Good good stock, as they say. But if he does want to go somewhere else, let him move and live somewhere else. No, he's lived in Pittsburgh his whole life. Maybe he wants to live somewhere else. You listen. You're there is a legacy now, and you're you're a part of it. You have to be. You have. To, you can't be like Prince Harry in this situation, Pam. You can't you can't neglect your your royal duty to fall in line with with, with the bloodline. You have to follow in Uncle Aaron's footsteps and be and, and break all of his records. Be the next great Pitt Panther defensive lineman. I think it's great if he comes here, but if he doesn't want to, like we'll see what happens and for him. There, there's been too many times over the past several, uh, you know, almost decades that legacy players have not come to pit uh and and it and it's very disheartening to see those kids go up to other schools you know some have been very successful some have not been but you always think about what if they they would have come to pit and i i hope hope that mr donald chooses to come here and even if he's half the player that Aaron Donald is, Pitt is still getting a, a tremendous athlete. I refuse to live is, in a world of what ifs, Vince. My whole point is, if he wants to come here, great, but let the kid decide and don't be mad. Don't. I know none of us on the show does it, but maybe it's a warning for listeners. If he doesn't come here, do not harass him with your blue egg picture on Twitter. Just let the kid go where he wants. Do you think that since he goes to Central Catholic that there's like some sort of uh, like tracking device on him and that if he leaves Oakland at any time, coach is notified and, and, and goes there to stop him? <laughs> I'm sure it's easy. Not only do you th- think you need a tracking device, it's it's easy enough to keep track of someone in Oakland. I mean, it's it's kind of it's it's really narrow. It's easy to see where people are going. I'm sure he's got spies all over. I feel like I'm being watched when I'm walk- walking from class to class. To be honest, but I don't mind it. I got nothing to hide, except maybe uh, the, my dummy account, Pam, with the blue egg. 
for whenever we don't get recruits. But I'm not telling you what the handle is. No, I don't have one. I don't have the time. Um, yeah, okay. We'll see if Aaron Donald's nephew commits to Pitt. But that was great seeing everyone speculate about Elliot Donald and the name on the on the ball. Was it his? I don't know. I didn't even zoom in. Uh, what do we got next here, Vince? I mean, we've got schedule released and. I'm I'm excited. Twenty the twenty twenty football schedule, blue gold games, my favorite one on that list. <laughs> because it's the next next one. Exactly. So so I, I know exactly what you mean there. Uh but yeah, the schedule was released. So, you know, if you have any plans for this fall, you can now make those appropriately. Uh of course, uh, you know, next August, that's when we'll really start talking about this schedule, talking about these games. Uh but I wanted to get everybody's impressions here on what they thought of the schedule. Um, you know, no Thursday night game for the first time in a, in a long Thank time. God. Uh, one Friday night game at home, which I know is really uh, eaten at some people. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Oh, uh, going to be good. You know, but what do you think here? You know, they're opening up against Miami of Ohio. They got Marshall. They got Richmond. They got Duke. I, I mean, is this, you know, just at first glance, is this going to be a major disappointment if they're not 4-0 going into this away game at Miami? Yes. Very different from this past season, for yeah. sure, for sure. I and, I and I'm really excited about it. I like this kind of schedule. This is what the, this is what the big boys do. You, you put the games you should win at the front, and, you know, hopefully Pitt is able to, to pull, it, pull it off against Miami, Marshall, and Richmond and – we know that they have Duke's number. Well, actually, no. Now we, uh, with you know the <laughs> Philippe Carter, Philippe no Carter there. gone. Not, I don't know. I'm not so confident. But yeah, I'm I'm excited. I like this setup, and uh, I'll say I'm really pumped that we get to play Richmond and hopefully destroy them and rub it in Todd McShay's face, who I feel is like super anti pit for no reason. And uh, yeah, this schedule is exciting. I want to know what are you guys doing on October uh, the 17th? What are your plans for that Notre Dame game? <laughs> Doll, no comment. <laughs> we won't discuss that, but I, I will say this: you know, if Pitt could, you know, if Pitt, you know, wins these first five games, which would include a a victory at Miami, uh, and there would be a bye week, and then that Notre Dame game could be potentially setting up for a massive home game. Uh, Notre Dame, that uh, I did take a quick look at their schedule. I believe they play Wisconsin. At, at Lambeau Field, I think, hmm. uh, before uh, that's their toughest game, I think, uh, by a decent amount before they play the Panthers. Um, so you know, that's potentially setting up for two undefeated teams halfway through the season. Uh, it's been quite some time since Pitt has been able to say they've been in a game quite like that. And if, you know, God willing, if they could somehow squeak by that game, I mean, look out, you've got some uh, potentially – you know, massive matchups coming down the road. I know I said it last year, but the game I'm most nervous about again is might might be North Carolina. I mean, th- I think this is their toughest stretch of their schedule. Florida State on Halloween, they should take care of Florida State because Florida State's in complete disarray. And Florida State, for the past like five years, ha- doesn't have an offensive line. And that's probably going to continue. And this defensive line is just going to feast on uh, – 
their quarterback there. But I think they play Virginia Tech on November 6th, which is going to be a tough game, always is, Mm -hmm. against Tech. Then they play Carolina, and then they play Virginia, the Coastal Division champions, three weeks in a row. And I just think that's a a grind, especially with Sam Howell in his sophomore year at North Carolina. They're going to be able to put up some points there. Yeah, I – a, a lot of people are talking about this October stretch of, of Miami, the bye week, and then Notre Dame. But, yeah, I, I think you have it right here, Pam. Uh, at a home game against Virginia Tech on a short week on a Friday and then going at North Carolina, at Virginia. You know, I'm, I'm not expecting Virginia to be that great, but they're still going to probably have, you know, a fair amount of talent left over from a uh, – a coastal division championship, Virginia tech and North Carolina, I think are both going to be tough this year, uh, specifically North Carolina with how, as you said, Sam, how, with how good that offense looked there. Uh, so I, I think that's going to be the, 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 the toughest stretch of the schedule. That's going to what's determined most likely who wins that coastal division championship uh, is going to be determined by those three games. I'm just hyped that we get to finish the season against Syracuse in yeah. kind of a rivalry yeah. game. That's a way to. That's an awesome way to finish it off at home too. That is going to be really fun. I think at the end of November and yeah, this is uh, obviously a lot to, left to be desired out of conference. Uh, do have Notre Dame in there, but yeah, they are very interesting. I think balanced. If you're talking about gravity of the games, importance of the games, uh, I think it's balanced. You've got the you know the the bigger programs, Pitts playing earlier in the year, back to back to back, but then you've got you know the teams that lately have been more important games for Pitt in terms of you know contending for a coastal championship at the end of the season. So yeah, it's a it's a pretty I think balanced is the word for the schedule, and uh, we'll see how they navigate yeah. through it. I just I'm happy that uh, the beginning of the year will be at least four and zero. I'm almost all ready to. Pre- I'm ready to predict that right now, just because of all the defensive players returning. I I hope so. I uh, and we'll, we'll we'll be talking about this. Is, <laughs> you know, th- this defense if they rise to the occasion and play like the talent they are, you know, they they should be able to win a lot of games based on defense alone. Um, yeah, one last thing I wanted to touch on with the schedule is this Friday night game. A lot of controversy uh, surrounded this. You know, Pitt has played in some Friday night games uh, in the past, but never at home. And and university has always made it very clear they don't want to play at home on a Friday night. That should be reserved for high school football, specifically in Western Pennsylvania. Um, but here we are. Pitt's going to be playing a Friday night game. Does this at home? Does this bother you? It doesn't bother me per se, but I'm not from here. And I mean, I grew up going to high school football games, but you know, those were different times in a different place, but it doesn't bother me. And one thing that I should caution people is they want Pitt to be in more of a national spotlight. This is a standalone game. This is an opportunity for Pitt to showcase themselves in a standalone spot. And that's what people want Pitt on a bigger stage. And this is a bigger stage. Yeah, Pam, but who am I going to get to cover me at the concession stand at the TJ game? Who's going to, who's going to be able to make a fill in for me, holding the, the yard markers at the Wolverina, you know, people work for their communities on Friday nights. 
and they're going to miss they this do. game. Yeah, the, I mean, that's that is a big thing. That's a lot of people true. are involved with the high school football action yeah. going on on a Friday night. And, and at that point in the season, this is going to be a playoff weekend, too. So, yes, you aren't going to have uh, – I believe it's going to be the first week of the playoffs. So, yes, you won't have, you know, every team playing – uh, per se, but it's still going to be a you know a, an intense week uh, under the lights on Friday night. Um, so I I really don't like this. Um, I understand for uh, television at why it's important, um, but you know a Friday night game, even if you're a a big time program, you know unless it is a massive game, I don't know how much you really stand to gain by this. Now this, this, uh, you get game, those TV dollars though. And well, you do. Yeah. I understand that. Like I said, I understand that part, but from a national perception standpoint, um, I'm not sure really how much there is to gain from this now. However, you got to think about, you know, this is a late later game in the season, uh, against a team that's going to probably be picked in the top three, at least to win your, your division. So this is going to be potentially a very important game for the Panthers. Uh, Maybe not on a national stage, but certainly on a local stage and in the conference. Yeah, it definitely affects uh, the the community is not going to be as buzzed about this game, but I don't think it'll affect the students who are going to be ready for some pit football on campus. I don't think it's going to affect season ticket holders as much, but, you know, I think those, those, uh, what do we call them at the gate tickets there, Vince? What do you call those? Walk-ins. Walk-up crowd. Walk crowd is definitely going to – the walk-up crowd is definitely going to be affected on the Friday night. And uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, first, that's – that's it's interesting. I like – it's it's different. Exciting, new, and different is why I'm kind of embracing it. Um, my question is, uh, will, uh, will Yellen be eligible in that game? Or any game this year, because that was the other piece of news we had lined up here, wasn't it? The the new transfer from Arizona State trying to be able to play this year. Yeah, uh, this kind of came as a surprise to me, uh, considering he was just a freshman last season. Um, so it's it's not like he doesn't have a uh, redshirt season available. He's trying to play right away, and even more bizarre is that you know Pitt has a, a multi year starter senior quarterback returning uh, and a quarterback that played, you know, fairly well, in my opinion. Uh, so it's not like, um, you know, Pitt doesn't have anybody there and yelling, you know, it's, it's anybody's game. I mean, I mean, certainly there would be, you know, a quarterback competition. There's always competition, but uh, this seems a little strange. A coach, he had s- some rather interesting comments. He said, we'll do our best to get what he feels like he deserves, but either way, it will work out the way it's supposed to, I guess. I'm, I'm not quite sure what he meant by that. I don't know if he, if coach is even keen on this idea or if he's just trying to accommodate the kid. But uh, I don't really have any information on why he's trying to get this uh, immediate eligibility. But it just seems a little, little strange, a little off to me. Well, maybe, I mean, it only takes one hit and Pickett's done, you know? So you can't have, from a pit team perspective, you can't have enough good quarterbacks on your roster. But at the same time, you know, he's coming in as, you know, Pitt already has three quarterbacks on scholarship. Are, are you comfortable with Nick Patty for a season if Pickett goes I'm not down? saying I am, but... If, I'm just, if, if, um, if, that's a question to be asked but here. But if you're Joey Yellen, are you... 
you got to have a whole lot of confidence that you know, even to be the backup, you got to come in and beat two other guys. There is something to be said about the confidence, and that's a good thing, I guess. Maybe not the smartest thing if you're Joey Yellen, because you set yourself up for more playing time if you wait, if you're patient. And maybe that's what Coach meant when he said what he feels he deserves. If he wants to be in there, it's a, that's his prerogative. Maybe it's kind of what I'm reading in between the lines, but hard to do. That's speculation, Pam. We don't. I like doing it, but I guess not too much, especially in this case. That's very difficult. Uh, any other news about uh, new players for the Pitt Panthers, Vince? Yeah, yeah. Coach and his media availability. Uh, he did make some comments on some of these early enrollees, uh, specifically uh, two big-time offensive players, uh, Israel Abanaconda. Uh, and Jordan Addison, and he, he made a nice comment here. I like uh, Izzy and Jordan Addison. Those are all guys that are going to have opportunities right now to fill in for Maurice French that 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 we're going to miss dearly. And these guys have uh, there's plays to be made. Uh, the tailback is obviously a spot where we've got to give the ball to somebody that can rush the football more than we did last year. There we so, go. Run the ball. So, <laughs> so that's. That he, he's made, I like he made two very important comments to me right there is that uh, he's kind of saying, yes, we did kind of force the ball to Maurice French a lot last year, uh, maybe because he was our best playmaker. And now that he's not there, there are a ton of touches to go around. And then also he kind of said that he wasn't happy with uh, with the running back play last year. And, and to be honest, I don't think any Pitt fan should be either. Uh, it seemed like Vincent Davis was coming on towards the end of the season, certainly in the bowl game. But at the same time, you know, if, if he was really if he impressed the coaches that much, he probably would have gotten more playing time during the season anyway, which he did not. Uh, so there's certainly a lot of room for improvement there uh, and a lot of touches to be had. And coach is kind of saying uh, that these two guys uh, that are coming in for the spring practices are going to have an opportunity uh, to get those touches. Now, what's going to be interesting to see is that is he saying this because he's very confident in these kids or is he just trying to light a fire into the guys that are already there? I think he's saying it because legitimately every offensive position should be up for grabs except for maybe Kenny Pickett's. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind a true competition for every spot on that offense, especially the offensive line. And at running back, there's a lot left to prove for the guys that were there this past year, quite frankly, Pam. Yeah, I mean, there were, like we said, there were bursts. There was no consistency, and regardless if that was the play or the play calling, or there were some injuries at some point and guys didn't play, there was just no consistency back there. So um, I think it's a little bit of both to try and get the guys that are on the roster fired up and they also have complete confidence in these young guys coming in. It always helps when players are able to enroll early, learn the playbook, and just use the, uh, the strength and condition uh i guess the new strength and conditioning program that's now implemented at Pitt. yeah new strength that's another thing yeah we've got new strength and conditioning programs and coaches uh i've rumor on campus i think this is totally false was that they were being forced to run across hot coals i think that would be cruel and unusual vince i don't think it's true but uh some i was hanging out way down in the basement of the cathedral eat, eating some <laughs> 
eating some sushi and I was talking to one of the janitors and he was trying to tell me that he heard that they were doing, they just had different tactics than the old strength and conditioning coaches. Remember when Bob Nutting was having the pirates do all that weird training? What do you mean, what do you mean weird uh, training? It was like, like that weird, was, they were doing like weird military training or something like that. I have no idea what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it, it was a thing. Uh, I don't remember should, that, but look. I remember when he tried to sign cricket players and guys from India because he he didn't want to pay anybody else but that's another thing well well that was that was part of the the deal here is that you know he did this unusual training but there um uh there weren't too many that were that were willing to sign up to do that at such a low price um either way it didn't work out uh so hopefully um the Panthers aren't doing anything that extreme, but at the same time, I hope that they could walk over hot coals barefoot if they had to. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for the latest on football. Another quick uh, tidbit here is the XFL begins next weekend. And with the start of that league, I mean, there are a plethora of Western Pennsylvania players in this league and there are pit players in this league that you should keep your eye on if you like following pit panthers in the pros this is going to be professional football and they're going to be playing and uh some of them are going to be i think stand out in this league james folston is going to be in this league vince Dwayne hendricks and dorian johnson an offensive lineman that the pit panthers panthers could desperately use right now yeah dorian johnson was an excellent uh uh, excellent offensive lineman for the Panthers. Probably you know, was a part of one of their best offensive lines in years. Uh, and it's no coincidence that Pitt had uh, such a good offense that season. Led, led the uh, whole nation in, in scoring, for crying out loud. Um, uh, just didn't have the size, maybe, to play in the uh, in the NFL. But, Alan, with uh, the, the pace of play in the XFL, he, he, that's right up his alley. He is well-suited for that. Oh, absolutely. And then uh, talk about the pace of play and, and the the standouts in this league. I mean, I don't know if they're going to let them wear crop tops, but if they do, I'm sure James Folston's going to be wearing one. And he's going to be playing for Bob Stoops' Dallas Renegades. It's going to be, I think, a really fun league, and it's going to be great to follow some Pitt Panthers in this league for sure. And who knows how many of them from the team this year go into that league next year if they have a second season, Vince, which we I, I would bet that they do. And I don't know. Do you think Kenny Pickett's at least XFL capable? Oh, at least, yeah. I, you know, I've been I've been following this XFL a little bit, and I will say, Just a by, by looking by looking over the rosters, James Folston, this guy definitely has the best body in the in the whole league. This guy is is just uh, shredded from head to toe. Probably not 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 an ounce of fat on this guy's body. Going to be playing outside linebacker, I believe, for the Renegades. So I'm interested to see. What he does there, it's, it's going to be an exciting lead. And like you said, Alan, uh, I, th I think, uh, you know, more and more Panthers, if they, if they don't quite make it in the NFL, uh, the XFL could be a good landing spot. For, for sure. And, uh, you know, that's really cool. Maybe we'll have to keep an eye on some Pitt Panthers throughout the season and do our own version of what they do on game days of Panthers in the NFL, Pam, where we might have to give some updates on what Dwayne Hendricks and James Folston and the rest are doing in the league. Yeah, always good to see Pitt Panthers at the next level. Hell yeah. And uh, if you want any more on that league, we do have our sister show, XFL Show, if you want to check that out. We definitely will be keep, keep a track of those players over there all season long. All right, let's get into 
our next uh, bit of business here, and that would be the basketball court and, well, a loss to Duke, but I would overall call that a win because nationally people saw Pitt in that game competing, and more importantly, they saw the Panthers made the Cameron Crazies go crazy and Coach K go even crazier, Vince. Yeah, if uh, nationally, if people didn't go to sleep uh, before that game got interesting, they they saw the Panthers really make a great comeback. They were down 18 points in the second half, and they they pulled within three. If we have uh, any committee people on the West Coast, they were watching that game, and they're definitely voting (laughs) us into the tournament. (laughs) Yeah, they pulled within three, within five five minutes to go or so. Uh, Just couldn't couldn't close it out. Duke definitely played a lot of depth. This is one of the more deeper teams Duke has had in a long time. I think it really showed, especially when, you know, Pitt uh, with their two best guys right now, Adise Tony and Justin Champagny, uh playing all 40 minutes. Uh, uh, extremely impressive. Only going, you know, uh, eight deep, the Panthers were. Uh, but I will say, you know, I think if you're talking about bright spots in this game, and we'll, we'll talk about the uh, – you know, some of the lowlights, but if you're talking about highlights right now, Adise Tony finished the game 27 points uh, and Champagny, he had 13 and that's an off night for him. Uh, those guys are looking pretty good. They're looking tough. They're looking like old pit time players. And I think that's extremely important going yeah. forward. Yeah. In a game like this, you want a team to compete and not give up. And <laughs> you want these young guys to get experience in a, a big, big time atmosphere. And uh, I've been really impressed with Tony and the way he's been playing uh, throughout the year, especially as the year's gotten on, he keeps getting better and better. And that's what you like to see at this time in the year, yeah. especially for a team like Panthers. You just want that constant improvement. I like that old pit time players. That's a good one. That's a good, that's also a t-shirt Vince. And I like, <laughs> I like seeing Capel now kind of just, Go, go all in with the guys that have been performing with Udi's Tony and, and Champagne. Just leave them out there. Why not? They're, they've been Why? the guys delivering and, and improving game to game for you. And that was great to see. Yeah. I think he knows that, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't have the depth right now to play, uh, to play other, other players. And especially on uh, nights like last night where McGowan's and, and Johnson had off nights you know, other guys have to have to pick it up. McGowan's 0 for 7 from the field. Xavier Johnson, only 3 for 10. Uh, Murphy, he only took one shot and missed it uh, in the 14 minutes that he played. You know, that kind of stuff, you know, those guys have been scoring a lot of points in some games. But, you know, when they're all off, you know, somebody else has to pick up the slack. And he went with uh, the best guys he's got. And one more thing I'll say about Tony is ever since he cut his hair, yeah. he's done – just tremendous the way he's been playing, which it's is like rare. Exact, which is yeah, rare. Exact, Usually, longer hair helps, but you're right. Yeah, it's the exact opposite of Andrew McCutcheon. Well, yeah, you know, he, he's, <laughs> he, he is. Just, I'm serious. He, he's no, just, don't. We're not getting into a baseball conversation right now. Before Andrew <laughs> McCutcheon got hurt, his he might not have had the numbers last year for the Phillies, but his on base percentage. Was and that we're not, we're not, not getting into a baseball and that offense did not function without him. So I like short-haired McCutcheon as well. So, uh, Alan, let me completely change gears 
away from hair and baseball here for a second. You've been a Ryan Murphy fan throughout the year. What do you think about him only taking one shot last night? Was that more a product of Duke or just him? He couldn't get in the flow or what's what's going on? No, I think that was Duke. Duke went out there and saying that guy could shoot. Xavier Johnson and McGowan's are gonna they're gonna try to do stuff to us. Shut them down. Make the other guys do you know compete and 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 be the producers for them. Coach K basically did what he wanted. It looked like Duke was out there executing pretty much what their game plan would be. But Pitt, the good thing is they persevered. And I thought with uh, Champagne on, you know, like you said, Vince on an off night, but still playing all those minutes and contributing elsewhere on the court. And Tony playing all those minutes, contributing, kept Pitt in the game. And I think that's a, a good thing, even though Pitt lost. I mean, really, if you watched any after of the game, I mean, at least on ESPN, you watched any – all those analysts were kind of shocked that Pitt uh, played that well against Duke. Yeah. And and were, you know, saying who, who knows maybe down the road this team could be a bubble team. Yeah, if, if you didn't watch the game and you just looked at the box score, I don't think it really tells the story here. Uh, you know, outside of like that last, you know, maybe 10 minutes or, or so of, of the first half, and then uh, a little bit into the second half, you know, Pitt was right there with them. Uh, it, it was during that time that uh, the Blue Devils just had this barrage of three-point shooting. Uh, and and that kind of, you know, opened up the game. You know, at one point, I think they made four threes in a row. Uh, and a lot of them were wide-open shots, too. Unfortunately, Pitt just out of position defensively. It didn't matter if they were playing man or zone. Uh, sometimes they just couldn't. You know, they just couldn't keep up with the guys, and I don't know if that's just bad defense or just tired uh, from and, and just not having the fitness. Yeah, I to, think Duke ran him. In in, it looked like Duke just ran him into the ground. They were they were pummeling 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 them a little bit, but I want to get back real quick to you know we didn't we didn't cheer and say things against Brandon Knight when Rutgers was in town. Shame on the Cameron <laughs> Crazies. He's one of you. That was horrible. At what point did Coach K confront them? I haven't seen. It was, seen. Half, it was, it was, it was before halftime. Half it was yeah. like before halftime or coming back from halftime, and yeah, it was, it was hilarious. And a, but apparently, was he like the announcers were saying that Coach K was confused and like missing misheard something? I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm what not did sure. they say? Yeah, yeah, it was. I don't think quite the the announcers they, were they, you know, they were, were they playing neck and. Uh, targeting it at at coach capel was that what was happening i don't, I don't think they were playing neck they were they were the announcers were talking about how they had uh they were sitting up in their up in the crow's nest to to broadcast this game. yeah they always have and then that they had st- stooges essentially down on the court that heard all this uh so it's hard to say how accurate the information was but, uh, you know, I, I would love to hear exactly what was said. I, I'm, st- I'm still haven't I haven't done a whole lot of digging on social media, but best, I, I haven't found any credible art- articles on it. Best thing, <laughs> best thing in all of sports in 2020 was that moment. That was the best. He's one of he hashtag. He's one of us. Coach Capel today or late last night tweeted his support for Coach K <laughs> saying, thank you. It's always great to, you know, for you to have my back. I wish, you know, I can, you know, be a coach like you. Do you think Coach K made this huge deal because he knows that in a few years when he retires, Capel's going to be the next coach at Duke? 
Yeah. And he's just trying to prepare all the, the students now. Yeah, he's going to be coaching you in two years. I mean, it, it, he could have seen, I don't know, he might have whispered it under, we'll have to hear what the Stooges uh, picked up on their microphones down there. Did on they the ever court. say Stooges? They didn't say that. That's what they alluded to having Stooges. We have our Stooges down on the court. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pitt men's basketball will take on the Miami Hurricanes next, and that'll be this weekend at noon on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, yeah, this was a team. uh, Pitt probably should have won this game uh, against. Yeah, with how poorly they 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 executed, specifically down the stretch. Um, Second worst loss of the year, I'd say, behind the Wake Forest. Yes, of course. And so, so Pitt right now. What about th- Nickel State? Ooh. That was early well, in the season. I forgive yeah. them. Nickel State. I agree. Definitely supposed to win their conference. Wait, no, they were picked eleventh. But yeah, that was a bad one. But it was early on. Yeah. So Pitt sitting at thirteen and eight right now. Not not a tremendous record. But if you look at their schedule coming up, uh, you know Miami, Notre Dame. They played Georgia Tech twice. Clemson, Virginia Tech. Syracuse, NC State, Virginia, Florida State, who Pitt already has a victory over, uh, Florida State team who's ranked in the top uh, top ten. Although I did, they did lose to Virginia last night. Is that correct? On this live on tape program. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Yeah. We was... watched the game. I was trying to remember. Yeah, Virginia. Yeah, Five. Virginia's been very up and down uh, this year, but. Yeah, I think there's so many winnable games That's here. Yeah, there's no. Uh, I think you know, af- having watched the ACC here, you know, Duke and Louisville are clearly the class of this conference. I don't, I don't think and Florida any... State is. Now, now, I mean, but but you know, Pitts. I don't think they're scaring anybody. Pitts has a victory over. I'm not saying they're going to beat all these teams that they're going to play, but there's enough enough quality competition in in Florida State, Virginia, NC State, Syracuse. Notre Dame. I think there's enough quality competition, yet enough winnable games that you know Pitt could make a run. But if they're mm-hmm. going to do that, they're going to need uh, Xavier Johnson, Trey McGowan's to really step up their game. Yeah, uh, you know these guys have just been so inconsistent, uh, and they were getting deed up last night. Make no mistake about it; uh, they just could not get anything easy. And you know when that happens, you know maybe you know you can't force your shot. As much, maybe you got you got to dish it off a little bit more, um, especially when your, your rebounding is not that good. That carry guy for Duke was just crushing him down there. It was embarrassing. Yeah, the uh, the inconsistency is what all season long from the two, the, I guess the the two top guys is what makes you think. Well, Pitt, yeah, technically could win. I'd say we'll be in most of these games, but when mm-hmm. the majority of them, that's a very tough call. And that's just, I think throughout all college basketball this year, a lot of parody. I'm thinking about picking a team to win it all. That's not even in the top 25, honestly, when we get to March, because it's been so crazy this year. And I, and I'm a believer in that. And that parody is leaking into the, into the nation. I mean, even Duke, even in, you know, they're so high and mighty, but still, I think yesterday looked mortal a little bit against Pitt. Louisville hasn't looked, you know, has they're number one, but they've had their moments too. I think down the Pitt stretch. They could have won that game too. Yeah. Yeah. They very, they with very that well controversial call. Yeah. Alan, you know, with just to, to touch on what you said, you know, with, with all the parity there is and, Duke not having 
you know, superstar first round, uh, first overall lottery pick type talent. It's starting to feel like a Duke year. Ugh, I hope not, and I'm gonna say it's not. I'm not picking Duke this year, from what I saw. Uh, the ang- I think Coach K's too angry this year to win it all. He never. <laughs> Never What's wins it all. Old coaches angry in the ACC. Roy Williams is pissed. Kay's pissed. Well, he's losing nonstop. Of course, he's pissed. <laughs> he lost the pit <laughs> uh, twice. twice. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the the ACC has been fun to watch. I can't put my finger on it, and I'm not ready to. But good thing we got some time before March. And a good thing Pitt has a lot of opportunity. And good thing they've had young guys step up. Now let's see if they could get their aces consistent and in scoring. I know I think they could play D. I like X's D. I like McGowan's grit. But you have to hit shots. And you can't get just locked down the way they did and have at times this season. But we will uh, we'll see what the aid and the progression of Tony and especially Champagny, who I'm falling in love with. Uh, and how they contribute the rest of the way down this down the uh, stretch here. Miami on Super Bowl Sunday, Notre Dame after that, and then Georgia Tech to look forward to on next week's episode. The women now, Pam. Yikes. It's been a long, rough season. A lot of losses in a row. So now we just have to look forward to breaking that streak somewhere, somehow. Well, and they just played the two hardest games they will all year back to back. I mean, they played NC State and Louisville in consecutive games, and both NC State and Louisville have Final Four aspirations, more likely at least Sweet 16 Elite Eight aspirations. Um, I mean, those teams are the top of the ACC, some of the top teams in the country and Pitt had to play them in a Pitt team that hasn't won in the ACC had to play them in back-to-back games that was really tough I mean Pitt's been in some games especially that Clemson overtime game they just kind of ran out of steam there uh coming up for the Panthers they play Wake Forest on Thursday night Wake Forest has been playing better than maybe some people thought at the beginning of the year and then Saturday is the pink game for breast cancer awareness against um, Lance White's old t- team, Florida State, uh, Saturday at the Pete. Uh, I believe they're giving free rock bobbleheads out as well at that game. So it's definitely one to check out. Florida State also is really good. They're third in the conference, um, led by Sue Semerall there. So losing stretch here. Yeah, losing streak is at 12. So hopefully that gets broken soon. If you had to pick one of these games where it could, Pam, what would you say? How long are we going to have to wait? In the next, they're not going to win any of these three. I mean, maybe they could be competitive against Wake here. Um, Muffet's having an off year. Can you think they could compete with Notre Dame? They already lost, played them. They only lost. Oh, by they're eight. playing them again. Yeah, they only lost. I by think eight they could beat Notre home. Dame. They they definitely could beat Notre Dame on the on. They were very competitive in that first game. Um, Notre Dame, maybe Boston College, and what about Georgia Tech? Um, no, Nell's got Nell's got oh, that Nell's team playing. Yeah. Got that team playing well. I definitely think Notre Dame they can compete with. Boston College, and then actually Miami as well. Unfortunately, they have to play Louisville again. Syracuse is always a good, well-coached team. 
Virginia as well. There's definitely some competitive games. They just have gone through a super, super tough stretch right now. But I think it gets a lot easier for the Panthers when they play Notre Dame on the 9th. Well, good luck to them breaking that streak. Hopefully that ends soon. We have a W to talk about one of these episodes coming up. And now it is time for one of our more fun fun portions of the show and they're they're going to be a little shorter than usual here vince but i definitely need to see what fans on the internet are saying uh have you been spending a lot of time on on pit online on pit twitter at all seeing what people are saying i i have been uh it's what's the vibe uh, what's the overall vibe right now well last last night was just a little bizarre you know people you know a lot a lot of anger but then a lot of confusion also a lot of what coach k was feeling (laughs) he's he's confused help him out he's one of us let's see what they're saying on the pitternet can you explain what internet is i hear there's rumors on the uh internets and to all those faceless keyboard warriors on twitter we're a good dog football team. I'm proud of these guys. All right. Let's see which which category this one falls under. With confusion or anger or what. This is from Reddit. They're talking about Joey Yellen trying to play immediately upon his transfer from Arizona State. This is from Kryptonic X Jesus, who said, He's got to be available for games when rain is on the forecast to avoid the spigot. Is, it, <laughs> is that? I've never this, heard that. Have you heard that before? The spigot? No, but this goes back to earlier Getting in the spigot. season when people were talking about on Reddit how Pitt had to find better players that could play in the rain better because they play. They're the worst team in the rain, according to people on Reddit. So I found this one. I thought it was. Uh, Related to people's angst against the rain, and then also, I guess, the spigot, Kenny Pickett's uh, other half. <laughs> I haven't heard Kenny Pickett called been called spigot. I kind of like it. Uh, I don't know how much I buy into the the Pitt Panthers aren't good in the rain. Um, plus, what, what's a kid from Arizona State going to be able to do in the rain? Vince, he's definitely played in very few games that were wet. Yeah. Yeah, I, he may never even have seen rain, to be honest. Uh, you know, maybe closest, unless he's practicing in a shower, he's probably not, uh, you know, not, not uh, have, uh, much uh, experienced water falling on him while. Uh, yeah, he's while, from while, Southern while, California. Yeah, while playing football. Uh, so this is, I don't know about this, <laughs> but, but, uh, I, I still don't know what to make of, of him being eligible next year. I still don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I guess you, know, you should always try to have more good players available, as many good players available as you, as you possibly can at any given time. But at the same time, it's like, well, what the? I'm, I'm saying be, for the rain be patient <laughs> for the rain yeah, games. One, be one patient, thing I will say is that you know, and maybe we should have discussed this, is that you have, you can play up to four games and then still redshirt. True. So even if he does get eligible, he could still save a year of eligibility if he does not have to play, uh, which means that Kenny, if that happened, Kenny Pickett would obviously be uh, injury-free 
and playing very well. And maybe it only rained in about a third of the season. That that would make sense. And that's the cool thing about the new rule is you can be at least out there and then do the red shirt. I would say be patient, Joey, and you're going to have a great chance at being the guy, the big man on campus, if you're good enough, especially if you're capable of playing in the wet rain, which is apparently an important thing to us now. I love the Pitternet at H2P show. If you want to ever tweet directly at us and get our attention to maybe put something in that segment, but we're always lurking and reading what you're saying on pit Reddit and on Panther lair and everywhere else, because we love, uh, we love the forums. We love the comment sections and seeing the outlandish things. People say they are entertaining. We love spotlighting them here on the show. Now we get to go to the other spotlight and see what they're saying in real life around town. I don't know if they're are, they might be taught. What are they talking about? How a Friday night football game at Heinz Field, Vince? What what do you think they're going to be talking about yeah, around a, town? A lot of people are that that has a lot of um, a lot of discussion. I will say that, and you know, probably a lot of it we can't even repeat on the program. Uh, but but there is a lot of talk about this upcoming football season and the schedule and people getting ready for it. All right, well, let's see what they're saying around town then. Here we go. Another Saturday coming, and the Panthers are playing. Time to find out what the answers are saying. You pay for your football season tickets yet? Ah, nah, I spent too much on them Def Leppard Motley Crue tickets. Uh, oh, yeah, they're, they're going to wreck that place even worse than Kenny Chesney. Yeah, but not as bad as Bob Nutting. Held a pit. What the answers are saying. So that's what the answers are saying. Everybody getting ready for this big pit football season coming in 2020. I think it's going to be one of the best in a long time. I, I, I'm just super excited about it. But we got to get through this basketball season first. Uh, which we're going to be talking about next week. Hopefully we have a few more wins to talk about for the Panthers and uh, hopefully some uh, recruits next week. Big recruiting talk. Yeah, Cruton. Yes, yes, yes. Cruton talk is going to be a lot of fun next week. Hey, also, don't forget, we do have a telephone line for you to ever call into if you want to be heard directly or just contact us directly the number is 412-407-3387 and that is the pit panther what are we calling that the panther line i always forget the name we gave it it's different every week but the number never changes 412-407-3387 if you want to call in leave a voicemail comment question hey if you're really good at playing an instrument and you want to play neck we'll air it on the show i'm not afraid i'll do it vince i don't know about that <laughs> Pam does have veto power. Make it clean. 412-407-3387. And until we see you next week, thanks for subscribing. Tell the Pit Panther fan in your life all about the show. We'll see you next episode. Vince, what do you have to tell him? Hail to Pit. Hail to Pit. Hail to Pit.